We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. see you smiling over there i'm excited the 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 applause was not for you i hate to break it to you well i'm gonna say it was okay fair enough <laughs> jesse what up how are you i'm good i'm excited to talk more college football lots of exciting things are happening controversial things and who doesn't love some good college sports tea yeah so you think it's controversial everything that's going on over the last couple of days I do. I do. I think um, I've talked to several people, uh, people that have worked in college athletics, people who haven't, and people are really split on it. I think it's really interesting. I think most people are just more interested than not to see how it plays out because this is a guinea pig year. Um, I think people are, are split because number one, I don't think everyone's read all of the rules. And number two, I think the rules at this stage are pretty vague and not consistent necessarily across the country so it's going to be interesting to see how things play out and I think we're going to see a lot of stuff start to come up as the seasons progress and as these college athletes start to be able to use their name and likeness for compensation okay so that's the big topic that we're going to get to the NCAA ruling uh, as of Thursday so yesterday if you listen to this on Friday that it's it's free game now if you're a chick on the track team and you have 5 million followers like that girl from LSU and someone wants to give you fit tea to sponsor, then you could do that and there won't be no issues where in the past it was like, all oh, hell broke loose. But why is it a guinea pig year? What do you, what do you mean by that? So this has always been happening, right? Like behind the scenes, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, Players have been paid for things. You always have that local car dealership booster that's going to find a way to pay a player, right? We all know that. Let's not be naive. But this is the first time we're seeing across the board regulations to make it better or to try to make it better and put some rules out there. There are still so many areas in that ruling that you can kind of poke holes in or that aren't really clear. 
Now, can a school pay a player directly to, to go there or to, um, to help with recruiting or anything like that? No, but I think it's naive to think that, you know, obviously I'm going to talk about Alabama, but have an opportunity to go somewhere, um, you know, like let's say North Texas, and then you have the opportunity to go to Alabama or a Texas, somewhere that you know you're going to get more exposure and that there are probably more boosters. Aren't, aren't you going to start to tip the scales that way because you think that your name, image, and likeness are going to mean more there? Probably. Is that going to change recruiting? Probably. So I think while these rules are in place for a reason and, you know, hopefully they do help again, there's so many things that could change, um, based on, you know, where you go and everything. Am I as a left guard going to get jealous of my quarterback because he's making tons of money because he's a quarterback and more people know him and I can't, I might be, it might change some locker room dynamics. Wow, you brought up a good-ass point. I didn't think about being a big fish in a small pond can entice someone. If I'm being recruited to go to Alabama, but I'm a quarterback and maybe I don't start right away. Maybe I got to wait like Mac Jones a couple of years in order to start because there's a Tua there before me. And then all of a sudden, here comes Michigan State, who, look, they're still a, that's a big name, but it's, you're not winning national championships over there. I go over there, and I can start right away, and I start making money. That's, that's pretty dope, if you ask me. Yep. I think there's also, there could be Title IX implications. You know, there's, historically, and across most universities, men's sports, specifically football, brings in the most money at Alabama football, the money that they make on football pays for most of the other sports. I'm pretty sure the only other sport that comes out green at Alabama is softball. Every other sport comes out in the red, but football pays for it because it's so popular and it's hard to compete with an 80 man roster. No other sport has that. You just, you can't do it. So that's why you see, you know, at Alabama, we don't have, um, men's soccer. We have women's soccer because you have to cut sports in order to kind of even the scales. But am I as a, you know, a, a track of female track runner, am I as a, a gymnast or a swimmer or a rower, is there going to start to come issues with this or cases or complaints because they don't feel like the opportunities due to exposure are the same for them as they are for a football, a basketball um, on the men's side. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. So you bring up a fascinating point because that's always been my issue with this topic. Um, and I still kind of feel this way. And I'm happy with the ruling that went down. But I've always felt like I, I don't think a college player should get paid from the university because I don't know how what you mentioned. The chick on the gymnastics team, is she going to make as much as Trevor Lawrence at Clemson? No. Right? Is the soccer, the center forward for North Carolina soccer, he's not going to make as much as the point guard for North Carolina. Like, there it's going to get tricky and you're constantly going to have people not happy with the pay scale of what they're making. Where I think the biggest issue I always had with this topic was, yo, if... 
you are the track star at Alabama. I'm the quarterback. And we're at a dinner and this booster comes over and he's like, oh, man, Jesse, I'm a big fan of you. Nick, I'm a big fan of you. Great game on Saturday. You know, roll tide, all that shit. And he wants to pay for our steak dinner. We shouldn't get in trouble for that. Neither should he. If you want to go and get a tattoo and the tattoo artist is like, you know, the Terrell Pryor situation. Hey, Jess, my sister is, you're her idol, whatever it might be. Can you sign this like track suit and I'll tat you up for free? You're like, yeah, why not? You're going to get in trouble for that. It's going to cancel your whole program. Like that's such bullshit to me. So that's where I always I always disagreed with that. But I did agree with the fact that, yo, I don't know if you could find an actual pay scale to make it fair for everybody because it's just impossible. You brought it up. Like, I know this is a long-winded answer, but you brought it up how Alabama pays for the whole fucking school and all their sports, right? Nor uh, Notre Dame, the same thing. All those buildings, those new facilities, it's all from that, you know, it's mostly football, unless it's like Kansas basketball, UNC basketball. Right. Every school has that sport. Right. So that's where I always disagreed. But with this ruling, I think it's, I think it's fantastic, and it's been super long overdue. It's super long overdue, but I think there's still some issues, right? Because th the ruling has been made, but there are certain things that uh, the NCAA can't put in the rulings because they can't necessarily like completely rule themselves. They need it to be done at a federal level. We still need Congress to step in at a federal level and start making more definitive rules that are across the board, which hasn't been done yet. I think it will be a quick follow. But Congress has not agreed to what should be or shouldn't be in them. So it'd be interesting to see what comes out of a congressional rule. Um, but I think another thing I get nervous about for these athletes is this is completely new to them. They can have agents um, for stuff like this. They can have people to help them with taxes um, and they can have people to help them start to get the contracts in order. But are, are they going to do that or are they going to get starstruck by seeing somebody come to them and say, I'll pay a hundred thousand dollars to, uh, you know, endorse this Nike shoe or whatever it is. And they're going to say, yeah, I'll sign right now. And are they going to start putting themselves into bad situations because they don't know how to read contracts? They don't understand the taxes of them. And that could get really sticky, really fast. Now universities are allowed to hire people to help them navigate these situations but they have to be very careful because there are very specific NCAA rules on the involvement that the universities can have with name, image, and likeness. And if they don't skirt them properly, then the university is going to get in trouble too. So you have to weigh how much do you want to help your athletes um, and how much training do you do with them before the season even starts? Uh, or how much do you leave them to their own accord and potentially risk them getting in trouble or getting in a sticky situation? Yeah, that's a good point you you're a kid who's 18 19 years old and they come throwing thousands of dollars at you it's easy for you to get trapped i, I always make this i don't even want to make say it's a joke because it, it'd be true like i'm 30 i'm i'm 30 years old jess if someone just throws millions of dollars at me i'm gonna do some dumb shit right away like it's just Same. Like, uh, yeah like i'm going straight to vegas with my friends we're blowing like 100k just to have people tell me that i'm stupid with my money just you know just to be an asshole 
So I can't imagine being 18 and that shit happens, right? Like, I always lose my mind when people get angry at a kid that's 20 years old, just got drafted, and they're like, oh, why did he go buy a car for his brother? And why did he buy this new house and all this jewelry? It's like, he's fucking 20 years old. He's never had this opportunity. There's an ungodly amount of money in their laps. They're, they're just going to do stuff. I think people forget because they see them on TV. They see how big these kids are. They see how adult they look. And they forget that their brains are not fully developed yet. <laughs> and they've probably had a few concussions. It, it just is what it is, you know, like I, I think another thing is, like I said, they can hire agents to help them with this, but the NFL PA has been very clear that agents have to be careful because that does not mean that they can represent them when they go pro. There are a lot of rules around that too. So some agents are about to be either super tricky and slimy or have to be very careful. Wait. So if I represent the quarterback for Alabama, at Alabama, then I can't be his rep in the NFL. So their contracts cannot stipulate that the agents would represent them in future negotiations. They have to have a contract that just says they will right now, you know, at Alabama or wherever will represent them for name image and likeness during the time that they are a college athlete. There can be no part in that contract that says they will represent them in NFL negotiations when they go pro. Wow, interesting. And yeah, and the NFL PA has already warned agents as soon as the ruling came out to be very careful. How do you think some of these dudes in college feel about this from like yesteryear, right? Like everyone's everyone's already like Yeah, read on the comments. They said, Where's my back pay? Yeah, it's either back pay or it's give Reggie Bush his Heisman. Um, just uh, like, and think about it, right? Like how much money could Tim Tebow have made at Florida? I mean, ridiculous. How much money could he have made? How much money could, uh, have made, you know, all these people, even in other sports, uh, there's tons of other people that in across all athletics that could have made so much money that didn't. And it's, it sucks, right? It sucks for them because things that they would have lost their career over, now kids can can go do freely and and get paid a lot of money for. I know we'll talk later in the show about some stuff, but you know it's the same thing with marijuana rulings. In certain states, you can smoke it freely and do whatever you want, and there are people sitting in jail for it. So it's very interesting. Yeah, you know it's it's weird because. Someone might push back and say, well, Christian McCaffrey signed for $75 million. He's doing fine. And it's fair. I could be like, all right, you know what? Eventually, he got his money. But who is the quarterback for Alabama? Blake Sims? Blake Sims. Right? Like a guy like that or Troy Brown who won the Heisman at Ohio State. And then he kind of just like, you know, he doesn't go pro. And he doesn't make $100 million.
Yeah, and I mean the 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 two stories that come to mind the thirty for thirty on the Fab Five Michigan. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, have you? Where Chris Webber, I believe it's his junior year or sophomore year, he's walking down Ann Arbor and he sees like a bookstore that has the Michigan jersey and it's his jersey, it's his number, and they're selling it for like a hundred twenty dollars in the early nineties, and he's like. Yo, they're selling my jersey and I can't make no money. He's like, I'm not coming back here after this year. And then the the one that really jump started all this was Ed O'Bannon. And for those that don't know the Ed O'Bannon case, dude won a national championship with uh UCLA. 95 or 96, I don't have it in front of me, but in 1995 or 96, UCLA wins the national championship in basketball, and he was like a very good player for that team. Goes on, plays a couple years in the, the NBA, but he's basically like a journeyman sort of jobber, uh, and then plays overseas. But a couple years later, he's playing the NCAA game, and it's like you could play with the alumni teams, right? Like you could play with the with the 05 Trojans, Matt Leiner, uh, Reggie Bush, all those guys. You know who the player is. You know that number five on USC is Reggie Bush, but it doesn't say Reggie Bush. And he's like, yo, they're making money off. So that's really what – give that guy his flowers because that's who really started all this and where we're at today. Imagine how much money Michael Jordan would have made Carolina. Here's a question. Do you think, do you think guys would – like in the NBA, right, since we're talking about basketball now, uh, I just thought of this. Do you think guys would have been more likely to go to college if they can make money than going from high school to the NBA? I think that's a great point. I think potentially, yeah, I think that would at least put college back on the table or it would make kids stay longer, which is something I've always advocated for. I think, you know, even in baseball, it's the same thing. Go straight from high school. Now you still can. I think kids would be more apt to go because they can get paid because they see these signing bonuses. And again, they're at a baseball level. They're like 17. Sure. You want to pay me two mil? Let's go. Um, And then most of the time they end up in the minors and it's rough. And then they, you know, have to have Tommy John surgery. They don't even get to go to the majors. Um, I think it, I think it would be great uh, to see who would have stayed and who would have actually gone to school. Um, I think you would see some stories that would probably have turned out a little bit differently. I'm thinking now about the big issue that a lot of college basketball fans have is that dudes are gone after a year. Yeah. So there's no like Patrick Ewan at Georgetown for four years and all this shit. You go there, you're one and done. I know Zion is a bad example because that dude was so great. He could have went straight. But like a guy like Zion, he'd be more inclined to come back and run it back with his teammates because him and RJ Barrett could be like, yo, let's stay again. We're making $4 million a year now in college. And we're basically not going to class or whatever it is. Like you hear all these stories, like we're, we're, we're the man, like we're the man. Right. And again, I understand that Zion is a bad example because dude's been an all NBA guy, but that's, that's where I think we're both getting at where they'd be more inclined to go back to school. Maybe not so much in football because of the injury risk, yeah, football, I think, is a special example. I think the big ones for that are obviously going to be basketball and then, of course, baseball, where you can still go straight from high school. Um, and I think a lot of times these kids get blindsided because they they get drafted and they're like, oh, I'm I'm going to go play for the Cubs. And it's like, 
no, not, not right off the bat. You're, you're going to go to like nowhereville and play in, you know, single A or a summer league. Like, don't, don't think you're going straight up to the top. And then they stay in the minors for years and years and years. They might get hurt. They might not. They get burned out because minor league baseball life sucks. It's horrible. Um, you know, watch a couple of the movies, Bull Durham, I suggest. And it's, it's a rough life. And then they stop and they give up on a dream where maybe they could have gone to Vanderbilt or to a Mississippi state and, and played and gone to a, a college world series and made their draft stock go up and learned some more um, and been coached like they, they need to be and get an education. Yo, do you remember the conversation of Kyler Murray when he was coming out and he was like a top 10 baseball pick and they're like, he should go play baseball. I was driving my head through a wall at that conversation because yeah, baseball players, their contracts are guaranteed and all that shit and they make big money. But how many of them actually make big money? There's like 12, $300 million contracts in like the history of baseball, right? Where, well, not 12, it's like close to 20 now, but like, you know, Tatis last year, Mike Trout and shit, Lindor. It's like, it's a rare bunch. Whereas my whole argument was, yo, he's a quarterback. He's not a DB or a running back. Like, first of all, you can't hit the quarterbacks anymore. And these dudes, you want him to ride on a school bus in Wyoming to go play a triple A game when he could be the number one pick and play quarterback. And last year... Up until he got when he got hurt against the Pats, your your New England Patriots, I gotta mention. Uh he uh he hurt his shoulder. Dude was him and Mahomes were a coin flip for MVP. Like this guy's gonna sign one of those Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson kind of deals where it's gonna be like four for 180, 200 by the time this new deal comes in. So that shit used to blow my mind, Jess, when they would be like, Oh, he should go play baseball. It's guaranteed. It's like, no, you idiots. He plays quarterback. If you're gonna play a, a position in football, it gotta be quarterback. If 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 look, if my son is a stud quarterback and he's a great second baseman, but he can be a top ten quarterback in the league, I'm like, yo, bro, you're playing football. Like, I get the concussions, I get the CT shit, but as opposed to being going through the minor league system and maybe making it, like it's the only time but, I would say I would go against that is if my kid's like a. Uh, a left-handed pitcher, then I might keep him in baseball. <laughs> but but here's the thing, right? Like if he's a left-handed pitcher, but he's a wide receiver, like Jeff Samarja, right? Dude made like a hundred twenty million in his career being a. Look, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but from talking to my friends, they're like, yeah, he wasn't a Cy Young guy. He was like a number three starter. Whereas in college, he was the number two wide receiver behind Megatron the year that they were going into the league. And it's like, is that guy even playing football now? He's, he's still, I mean, last year was pitching. I don't, I don't follow it that much. But it's like, you get what I'm saying? Like, if you're, if you're going to be a quarterback, I think that's a whole different conversation that we're having. Yep, I absolutely agree. But again, it goes back to name, image, and likeness. Quarterback, you're going to get more, more deals and everything. And of course, I don't know, you know, on our show, we had talked previously uh, with one of the guys from Icon Source, who is a, a former player at Georgia, and he now works for Icon Source. And their whole thing is they've set up this platform for athletes to go make a free profile and they can get matched with uh, with deals. And they have a, a contract template, you know, that 
kids can use things, you know, the, the brands or whoever can use, and they can match them with them. It's almost like a, like a social media profile for these athletes that the brands can get access to and kind of match. And so I asked him, I said, you know, how is that, how is it going to be fair when you have a women's D2 swimmer going up against a D1 quarterback for deals? You know, what, what is that going to do? His argument was there's an audience for every single sport. There's an audience um, for every single player. If they have 5 million followers on TikTok, you know, as a swimmer, then the swim community is going to gravitate towards them, blah, blah, blah. In short, I think that's an argument, right? But I also think. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's still never going to be equal. Last question I want to ask you about this conversation. You kind of touched on it in passing before, but you think big programs like in Alabama might lose recruits because of something this this monumental? I think it, it could happen. There's an argument that could say, you know, I if I'm a player in Texas and I want to stay close to home in Texas, maybe at least I can make as much money at Texas as I could at a Bama, at an LSU, at a Notre Dame, wherever. I don't have to go as far. Um, but I still think that the big universities, I still think at the core, yes, these kids want money, but I think they still have that dream of going pro. And I think they're still going to gravitate towards the universities that are going to make them go pro in whatever sport they want to go to. If a baseball player is going against like a Vanderbilt, but they also have an offer from, you know, I don't know, Arkansas, they're, they're going to choose Vanderbilt, whether or not there's a booster promising them some name image and likeness deal at his car dealership. I, I think they're going to go to Vanderbilt. Same thing with football. You know, if a, a kid wants to go pro in football, he's going to go where he thinks he has the best chance to go pro because at the end of the day, Sure, they can make some money now in in college, but that paycheck at the at the professional level is a lot more than what they're going to make off of name, image, and likeness in college. Yeah, yeah, it, and I do feel like this is something that's going to be catered more for the college standout athlete who doesn't reach expectations at the next level. Yeah, you're Trent Richardson. I mean, look at him. 
tremendous example. Perfect example. It's it's made for the Trent Richardsons of the world. And that's great. And I hope that the athletes like that are smart with their money in college and and bank it and and do smart things with it so that they, you know, should their dreams not completely come true, they are still safe and have made money off of their talents. It's not always going to be the case. Um, but you know, as things start to progress, it's going to be interesting because at this point, video games have not been addressed. EA Sports, the the way that they do this is they have to, you know, they have to have like a union. The college athletics don't have a union yet. So they have to come to a group deal and they haven't done that yet. So it's going to be interesting. I think that would be addressed potentially at the federal level to see how things like video games happen because that's going to be huge. Yeah, people have been demanding to have NCAA football back. Yep. So they might get it. Yeah. It just might not be this year. Right, right, right. Well, I want to segue into something that broke late last night, which really, really pissed me off. Um, And this is coming from a guy who has, I've never smoked weed, not a weed guy. I used to be like, oh, she has cooties, she smokes weed, right? Like that used to be my thing. But it got to a point where like, as I got older, I realized just how many people smoke weed and they're like perfectly functioning human beings. Like it was so naive of me as someone that wasn't a weed smoker. And um, you always hear stories of like athletes after they retire, they're like, oh, yo, I was high all the time, you know, like shit like that. And then you're like, damn, yo, you really had 38 in that game in the playoffs and you were like high as shit. Like, that's crazy. Um, Shakiri Richardson captured the world by storm. I'm not. I don't know how you feel about the Olympics. If the NFL is here for me and like soccer is here, the Olympics is like bottom of the totem pole i watched like three events and a lot of it a lot of it to be honest with you is track and field i love the 100 meter race the 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 relay the 200 meter i'm i don't miss any of those men or women nothing those races i watch all of them the basketball like i always have an argument with my friends like the faster you tell me he's won a gold medal to like boost his case as a player, I'm like check, especially if you're American, because it's like, dude, yeah, if you're an American athlete, guy or girl, and you go to the Olympics to play basketball, you're gonna win a gold medal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm a swimming and gymnastics person. That's my thing. I did get behind like the Michael Phelps. Everyone did Usain Bolt, all of that. Um, uh, Ledecky, I think her name was the swimmer. Ledecky, uh, Simone. Our girl that wins the gymnastics, yeah, yeah. So, so when a story emerges like that, I do get more captivated by it. Like I remember in the '04 Olympics, being super young, like a lot younger. I was like 11 or 12. There were these two Greek dudes that won synchronized diving. They won a gold medal. They won a gold medal, and they were like pizza guys. I was like, yo, that's dope. Like they worked at a pizzeria and they won a gold medal, right? But there is a conversation that. I, I just want to, a few things I want to bring up. One of the things that I don't like about the Olympics is how it devastates an entire nation when they host it. Like Greece has still not recovered from the 04 because it was such a monumental event for Greece, Athens 04. Um, and I know this really well because I am Greek and my family out there and shit. Like the Olympics started in Greece, so it was a big thing for it to be in Greece in 04. But they built all these fucking facilities where 
where they did the swimming right now is like an abandoned warehouse. Like the only thing that has really stayed from that is the Olympic Stadium where like all the big soccer games get played at. Yeah. And um, in Brazil, there were issues too. Oh, yeah. With the World Cup. With the World Cup and then the Olympics also. Uh, World Cup next year in Qatar. Stadiums are still not built. You know, this is going to sound super like uh, nationalism and pro-America right now. But I feel like all the events should be in the United States because we have college stadiums that can hold 80,000 people that are good to go tomorrow. Like if they were to be like, yo, we're moving the Euro Cup to the States, you wouldn't need to do anything but sell tickets. You know what I mean? But so many of these Sochi, the same shit, like all these other countries... They fall into debt. And then after a lot of these athletes, if you follow their careers, even if they win gold medals, it's kind of like, unless you, you know, like you win a wrestling gold medal, unless you transition into like WWE or MMA, you kind of get forgotten. So that, that has always irked me. That was just, I just cut a promo on the Olympics. With that, with that said, I, uh, I'm not the biggest Olympic guy. Okay. I'm not a weak guy at all, but Shakiri Richardson, her Olympic dream got realized last week. I didn't hear about her until last week, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of people felt that way too. And she just captured the world by storm. And now she might miss the Olympics because of weed. Yeah, she. Um, I was I was reading up on it this morning. Um, because I, like you said, it it just broke. Everyone's trying to figure out, you know, what's happening. Um, and it is sort of this big flash in the pan. But, you know, she she came out with a statement and I, I'm not going to quote it exactly because I, I, I don't know it off the top of my head. But she was talking about how she was under extreme emotional duress uh, after hearing about the death of her mother. And so she had, you know, I don't know if she smoked it or, or took an, an edible or whatever it was. But yeah, so marijuana was in her system. I think the the ruling, they're obviously still trying to figure it out because it is just breaking she could still, um, I think she's guaranteed one event. I think the other event is the one that is the possibility of not being in it because she could be suspended for 20 days. She could be suspended for like three months, whatever it is. Um, it's an interesting thing to happen, right? So because she is a college athlete as well at LSU, um, for those that, that don't know, obviously you can't do that at, at a college level anyways. Um, so that's a risky game to play. Even in the off season, it's a risky game. I think um, I'm I'm split. I could see I see both sides of the coin, which I know I say that on mostly every argument, but I do. I I, I too, you know, I, I don't smoke weed. I've worked for the you know at an NCAA level. I also for my current positions, you know, we get drug tested. I can't I can't do that. Um, so I don't do it. But I don't care. Go for it. Do whatever you want. Um, I just moved from Chicago, where it's completely legal. So. I'm used to seeing it. it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Um, I think you should do whatever you want. So I see that. And I think, you know, it's silly to still have states and places where it's illegal when it's legal in other places. It makes no sense to me. But, you know, and I, I think she's fantastic. Her talent is unmatched. Her story is captivating. Um, and obviously this sucks. This is horrible. She went through a, a terrible tragedy and, and I can't imagine her mindset, you know, I, I, I would maybe do the same thing. I don't know. But at the same time, I also know that the argument is going to be made that you knew the rules. You knew the rules. The rules have never changed. Um, 
you know, the, the rules are the same for your scholarship at the university that they would be at the Olympic level. You knew the rules and that sucks. That sucks a lot. Um, and other athletes, I think, should her punishment be overturned, there could be other athletes that say it wasn't overturned for me. I didn't break the rules and I didn't make it. You know, there's going to be all these arguments. So it's, it's tough because I think at an emotional level, you know, and at a level where I'm thinking about should marijuana be legalized, like, I'm like, don't punish her. Like, it, it, that sucks. She had a tragedy. This, this is silly. And then at the other side, I'm like, we all knew the rules. Yeah, I get the, I get the, we knew the rule, you knew the rules thing, but it's what you said too, how there's like 20 states that you could do it recreationally. You can't do it on any college level and you can't do it on any professional level, whether it's legal in your state or not. That's where it gets tricky. Yeah, I'm not advocating either way because my heart breaks for her. My heart absolutely breaks for her. Um, I'm just saying, I know that's the argument that's going to be made. Yeah. You know, it's very similar how in the UFC, there are certain commissions that weed is not allowed. Like famously, Nick Diaz, the older Diaz brother, um, the first star of the Diaz brothers is Nick and Nate. He had got suspended. It's been six years now by the UFC for, uh, for weed. Right. And then Nate Diaz in his last fight, at the press conference is smoking weed on the at the press conference literally at the press conference and it's because in Arizona the the rules were different than it would be in Vegas or whatever other commissions so it's it's weird like that dynamic of it being legal in certain states and then in others like the the best comparisons are always like betting and and weed right cuz it's a lot of the same shit um I can drive through the Lincoln Tunnel, and at the early stages of the Lincoln Tunnel, my app doesn't work, right? My app could get locked, and then halfway through, it's like, oh, location services, you're good. You could log in. Like, it's like, yo, 50 feet the other way. That's wild. I can't, I can't make a bet, right? And then, and then it's like, yo, I could smoke weed on the entire East Coast. You know, I'm just, again, I don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying, but like, if I go into Florida, I can't like, it's just crazy to me. That's always just fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's, you know, in Chicago, like I said, it's completely legal. Um, and you're not going to go to jail for that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I now live in South Carolina and you would go to jail for that. So, and there are people sitting in jail, um, or people that are in Illinois that maybe have a mark on their record that are now out of jail. And they're like, really it again it sucks it's horrible um and and i'm going to be interested to see how the olympics handle uh this case because like you said it has just happened everyone just found out um and it's going to be interesting to see how this goes because yeah i think arguments can be made both ways um but I, I, I just don't know. I don't know if I'm completely optimistic that, you know, the governing body is is going to have that emotional pull. I think I think what ends up happening is there's going to be a this is where social media gets really cool. And I think there's going to be an uproar from social media and a lot of momentum petitions filled out. Uh, 
give your information to support her kind of thing where I think it gets overturned and they let her because I think other countries will react because you know they're watching you know they probably saw her you know her performance and see like she qualified it was amazing to watch how do you think if they allow her to go forward um other countries other athletes are going to treat her um and how they're going to feel about it i did not think of that one bit that was a phenomenal counter because now we're talking about a global level right you saw an incident happened over in hungary during the euro cup hungary passed these very anti-lgbqt rules like they're like super against it and the german captain neuer wore a rainbow captain armband so germany hungary were in the same group with france and portugal the group of death germany played all their games in germany in munich the euro cup scattered throughout uh 10 10 different cities so in budapest in hungary they hosted two games and they were confiscating rainbow flags, rainbow shirts, anything rainbow from Portuguese or French supporters that were going to those games. And then the last game, Neuer and Germany played Hungary. The UEFA Federation didn't allow the Munich arena to be lit up in rainbow colors, which is what, they, what the German players wanted. So all the other stadiums in Germany lit up in rainbow colors because they were playing Hungary. And there were thousands of rainbow gestures in the crowd too. The reason why I bring that up is because that's a fascinating point that you said. We don't really know. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know the rules for weed in the States. Like, I, know, exactly, I don't know right? what they're like. So, so like on a global, that's a good ass point. Like what happens in, in, in that case? Like what do you do? And maybe it could be some shit where they, they're like, damn, yo, she's going to win a gold medal. Let's try to keep her out. Exactly. Because that's the thing, right? It's not a national thing. Like, she captured the heart of America 100%. And I think if this were just a, an American thing, like, sure, they, they might let it go. But this is international. This is international against countries that, at a political level, do not agree with Americans. Um, and they have a voice in this. There's going to be, um, potentially a, a lot of backlash from other countries. Um, especially those that maybe are not allied with the state. So this is a, a this is a broader, um, topic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how all this momentum and social media being used for the good. I think it could sway it. Um, things are constantly evolving information changes old narratives so I do think that I think she'll be fine I if, if I had to make a wager I think she competes in all of them I think they so for yeah. her sake I I truly do and it it really does like this instant sucks right and she is probably going through the ringer right now but it takes instances like this to be a catalyst for change for policy across all you know all boards whether it's sports or not it takes a catalyst um and potentially she could be that catalyst yeah she could be she could be and hopefully for her she gets to compete i, I do know that it, the the four by hundred 
the relay she's she'll be good for but it's the it's the 100 meters it's the 100 meter ones that's in jeopardy which is the one that she'd be the favorite in in winning also but man if she ends up competing and winning i hope like when she crosses the finish line if she comes in first she like does like smoking gestures just to like like that would be the shit that i would do like if people would like try to get at me for that our person i'd be like nick no yeah oh man it'd be terrible it'd be terrible but jesse this was fun i appreciate it oh last thing it just crossed my mind shakiri richardson lsu so it fits the whole theme of the sec thing with you yeah uh, your favorite school right lsu my favorite school but obviously <laughs> I'm, I'm always gonna pull um over anybody so well this was fun i appreciate your time thank you for joining me tell the people where they can find you i know you do a dope pod with matt and west my guys over there tell the people where they can find you yeah thanks for having me dude it's always fun to to talk with you especially about broader topics even outside the sec um you can find us we host an sec football podcast called pigskins and pageantry so you can find us on itunes spotify uh tune in anywhere where you get your podcast at at pigskins and pageantry we are also at pigskins and pageantry on uh instagram and we are um pp sec pod on twitter so follow us along there obviously things will start hot you know happening as we get more into the college football season but knowing that name image and likeness is a, a hot topic never know when we're gonna have another episode so um yeah follow us there and i always love coming on vm my girl jesse you're the best when it comes to sec i always hit you up about things and you always give me great insights so Hope you guys enjoyed this. At the Lamb Shows, where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum, you can find everything for the show. And we'll catch you guys next time. The is ready to kill. Homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nicky too ill. Can't let a drop of me spill. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Got it.